The sermon preached at St. John's Evangelical Lutheran Church of Hancock, Minnesota, Member of the Wells, on August 3rd, 2014, based on Matthew 13, verses 1 through 9 and 18 through 23. The Holy Gospel is recorded in Matthew chapter 13, beginning with the first verse. These words will also serve as the sermon text. That same day Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat in it, while all the people stood on the shore. Then he told them many things in parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path. The birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil, where it produced a crop, a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Whoever has ears, let them hear. Listen then to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart. This is the seed sown along the path. The seed falling on a rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since they have no roots, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop, yielding a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. This is the word of our Lord. Please stand. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God through which Jesus speaks to us here today is the gospel recorded in Matthew chapter 13, the selected verses that you heard read earlier. Please be seated. Your friends in Christ, fellow saints, washed clean in the blood of our risen Savior. God's word works. It will not return to me empty, the Lord God himself promised in the first lesson today. And yet, what do we see when we look at the world around us? Many ridicule and reject God's word, as if the Bible were only ancient myths garbled over the ages. Some say that the Bible is an important book, but their actions show that they do not believe it. Still others will claim they believe, but 
they seldom read God's word or hear it at church. If God's word is so powerful and effective, why doesn't it convert all unbelievers and unite all Christians? And what about in our own hearts? If God's word is so powerful and effective, why doesn't it make us more happy? Why doesn't it bring us greater joy and peace? Why do we still struggle with weaknesses and and worries? Does God's word really work? Yes, it does, dear friends. Yes, it does. In fact, it produces a harvest, a bountiful harvest. So welcome his word with understanding. That's the theme here this morning for us to think about. God's word produces a harvest, so welcome it with understanding. Yes. God's word certainly produces a harvest. Jesus makes that clear as he concludes the parable. Still other seed fell on good soil where it produced a crop, a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. That, dear friends, is God's good and gracious will. That his word grow and produce a harvest. For you see, that that's what the seed is. Jesus makes that clear a little later in the explanation. The seed is the message of the kingdom. It is the word of God. And God wants, he earnestly wants and fervently desires for, or to plant that word in hearts so that his kingdom comes to us and to many others. For the word brings Jesus into our hearts as our king. His word brings us the victory over sin, Satan, and death, the victory our King Jesus Christ won for us. That's God's good and gracious will. So welcome his word. Welcome it with understanding. That's his good and gracious will for you, dear friend. Welcome his word. Welcome it with understanding so that it produces a harvest. But does this mean that all who happen to hear God's word, will end up being saved? Jesus' parable very clearly answers that question. No. Not all who hear will be saved. Is God's word then defective in some way? The answer to that is also very clear. No. No. For as we look at the parable here, we see that it's the same seed, the same word of God that is sown. He doesn't give a lesser or less powerful word to some so that it doesn't grow in them and they're not saved. No, it's the same seed, the same word. God wants it all to grow. For the life is in the seed. It is the living and active word of God. And God wants it all to grow. Wherever that seed is planted. Wherever God's word is correctly preached and taught, it has the power to produce a harvest. But it doesn't always, does it? The problem, though, is not in the seed. Rather, it's in the heart. And that's why Jesus concludes the parable by saying, He who has ears, let him hear. He is calling on each one of us to pay attention and examine our own hearts. 
You see, he did not tell this parable in order for us to examine other people's hearts as if we could look into their hearts and decide whether they're hard or or, or rocky or weedy. No. He who has ears, let him hear. Let each of us examine our own hearts. Jesus says, When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is the seed sown along the path. In Jesus' day, they did not have GPS-controlled planters that knew exactly where the good soil was and kept the seed limited to that. Rather, the farmers would take out a, a bag of barley or wheat and take a handful and throw it around, scattering it. And some would fall along the path, that hard, beaten soil that was packed down. Seed would just lay on top of it, not even sprout. Many hear God's word. They, they may even come to church regularly and read their Bibles often, and yet they do not understand how much we need a Savior from sin and death. They do not understand that by nature we were dead in sin, that we began life without any power to come to Jesus or make a decision for him. They do not understand that we cannot do any work to make ourselves right with God, but that only Jesus and his righteousness can do that. Only Jesus and his blood has paid for our sins. They view reading the Bible or hearing God's word as as some sort of way to earn God's favor. They look at the Bible as a rule book on how to attract God towards us. And those thoughts can so easily reinfect our hearts, hardening them up like a well-trod path. But the devil is rather sly in all this. He starts on the edges. He says that, oh, there are certain parts of the Bible you can ignore. Then he picks away at more and more, like bird pecking away at seeds. Until before we know it, our heart is as hard as it was when we began our life. Oh, we may still be in the habit of hearing God's word or reading the Bible, but, but now it's seed falling on hardened soil. How dangerous it can be to let God's word simply lie on the surface of our heart. Instead, dear friends, welcome his word. Welcome it with understanding. Don't simply let it lie on the surface of your hearts as if it were only empty words. But think about the message. Ponder it. Work it into the soil of your heart. Seek to understand what God is saying in the scriptures so that you believe his promises and obey his command. Welcome his word with understanding, so that it produces a harvest. Jesus continues. The one who received the seed that fell on rocky places is the man who hears the word and at once receives it with joy, but since he has no root... He lasts only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, he quickly falls away. 
when we understand that we're saved by grace alone. That God freely has forgiven guilty sinners, forgiven even you and me, freely forgiven us because Jesus has paid the full penalty for all by his death in our place. What joy that message brings, what relief, what what gladness. But if we try to feed our faith with those happy feelings, then we have no roots. In certain areas of Palestine, the bedrock is so close to the surface that in in some parts of the field, there's only an inch or so of soil. And the seed falls there and, and sprouts up quickly, but it looks like it's going to be a good harvest until it all withers away because it has no root. As we send our roots deeper and deeper into God's word, we learn, we, we come to understand that the Christian life is not a series of emotional highs, rather that troubles and, and grief and, and pains strike out at the Christian just as at the unbeliever. In fact, following Jesus attracts the world's hatred so that believing God's word actually brings more trouble, ridicule, and persecution. Are you going to give up on God's word so that your faith withers away under the heat of trouble? Or are you going to send your roots all the more deeply into that word, drawing on the Lord's strength? Did you notice that the heat that dried up those plants came from the sun, the same sun that plants need to grow and produce a harvest? God wants to use the troubles of this life and the persecutions and ridicule that come with his word. He wants to use them to send your roots all the more deeply into his word. So always seek to grow deeper into his word. Don't ever be satisfied that you already understand enough of God's word to get by on. Who knows how hot the day may be? To welcome God's word with understanding means to continually be sending our roots deeper and deeper into that word so that we understand his message better and better. That's how his word produces a harvest within us. Jesus continues. The one who received the seed that fell among the thorns is the man who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke it, making it unfruitful. If you want to see how detrimental weeds are to a good harvest, just take a look at my garden a little later. But here, Jesus is asking us to look at the weeds that tend to grow in our own hearts. And he puts them in in two different categories. He talks about, first of all, the weeds that are the worries of life, of, of this age. And even though those worries change over time, they're still weeds. You know, you think back to the 60s and, and, and 50s, you know, the, the big worry for the world at that time was probably nuclear war with the Soviet Union. Nowadays, maybe the big worry of the world is, is, is terrorism. 
Or look at our own personal worries, how they change throughout life. A little child worries about losing mom and dad. As they get older, they worry about school, about friends, about sports. Then as we grow into adulthood, we begin worrying about a job, a career, family, making it in life. And as we get older, we worry about our children, about their lives, their future. We worry about retirement, our own health as it deteriorates. But worry, worry is the opposite of faith. Rather than trusting God, worry doubts God. It chokes out faith. And that second category of weeds Jesus mentions is the deceitfulness of riches. We all will say that money can't buy happiness, and yet how much of our wealth do we spend trying to make ourselves a little bit more happy? How deceitful wealth is with its empty promise that leads us to think, if I only had a little bit more, then that kind of thinking is trusting money instead of trusting God. It chokes out faith. See how dangerous those weeds are. And so keep on pulling out those weeds that grow in your heart. Keep on pulling them out day after day, For just as a garden needs to be weeded until the harvest, so also throughout our life we need to be fighting against those worries and the deceitfulness of wealth. We need to keep on pulling out those weeds. And as we do that, we want God's word to grow all the more fully, all the more thickly in our hearts, leaving less room for those weeds. What a blessing it is when we welcome that word with understanding so that it produces a harvest within us. Yes, dear friends, God's word works. Keep on letting it grow in your heart and keep on spreading it to the hearts of others. For as we look at the sower in the parable here, as we look at that farmer, he he scatters his seed, whether it falls on on the path or the rocky ground or the good soil or, or the weedy ground. And as that word produces a harvest in you, keep on spreading it around. Keep on scattering it without wondering what kind of heart it might be falling on. For you see, God's word has that power to change their heart just as it changed ours. For we didn't start out as good soil. We started out with hearts that were rock solid that the seed could not grow in except that God's word shattered our hearts first. Our hearts were cold, dead in sin, but God's word made them alive in Christ. And that word can do the same as we share it and spread it. So welcome God's word with understanding so that it produces a harvest within you and spread that word generously so that it produces a harvest in others. Amen. Please stand. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.